Hello, this is Bill Lytell again with some wisdom for your walk. It took me years to figure this out and to get a grip on this uh, truth I'm going to speak to you about today. Let me go back to Genesis chapter 32:22 with a story, a uh, recount of Jacob. Uh, he had left his uh, Laban and all his wives, and he took all his kids and everything, cattle and everything, and went back to see his brother Esau. He had betrayed Esau, stolen his birthright by deception, lied, and uh, used deceit, and was just a bad man. Jacob's not one of the better characters of the Bible. Yet, yet, he got converted. Through all of his trials and troubles, he got converted. Let me pick up with when he's on his way back to see Esau. He thinks Esau may kill him and may kill all his children and wives. That means the guilt in his mind was to the place where he felt he deserved to be killed by Esau, his older brother, for doing this horrible thing to him. And the Bible says he rose up that night, verse 22, and took his two wives and his two women servants and his 11 sons and passed over the for Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. So everything he has now, he sent over by himself. And Jacob was left alone, and there wrestled the man with him until the breaking of the day. When he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let you go, except thou bless me. And Jacob wouldn't let him go. And so the individual he wrestled with, an angel from God, really, uh, blessed him. He says, no more is your name going to be Jacob. It'll be Israel, for your prince, the power with God and with man has prevailed. And so Jacob, from that moment on, and that was a big moment in his life. His name went from surplanter to Israel, prince with God. It was a great testing of him, and yet a great moment of passing that test and becoming really a, a man of God with God's purpose being manifested in his life. Past then, he, of course, had 12 tribes of Israel, as you know, uh, with the most notable being maybe Joseph of those, youngest son, next to the youngest son, who went to Egypt there and prepared the way for Israel to grow as a nation in Egypt. The time they spent in Egypt was a nation-building time. It was not a pleasant time. It, was, again, was a hard time for the children of Israel. They were slaves. They uh, were workers. They, were, they did all the hard work. But in doing all that, they became strong. They, came, they became able to take hard times. They, they understood what suffering was about. They put their head down, worked hard, suffered, and did what was right in serving the Egyptians until they became a great nation and probably two million, two and a half million people. Then God said, now you're ready to take the land of Palestine as a promised land, and it can be yours. Let's go back to Jacob, though. He wrestled with his angel, and after that thing was over, the Bible says his hip was basically out of joint. Now, I don't know if you've ever had an out of joint hip or an out of joint arm or out of joint shoulder, out of joint anything. It's extremely painful. It takes all the strength out of the joint. 
Every step Jacob took after he wrestled with that angel, he limped in pain. Every time he put pressure on his leg, he had shooting pain, excruciating pain up his leg for the rest of his life. Hence, a conclusion that I came to and I heard years ago, mature Christians walk with a limp. Let me repeat that. Mature Christians walk with a limp. I don't believe you're going to get out of this life as a born-again believer without being tested by God because life in itself is a test from God. You're not here to take up space and eat food and have a lot of fun, and that's it. You're here to see who you are. God has left you on this old planet as a born-again believer, of course, I'm talking to now. After you're saved, God is testing you to prove you for who you are. Who are you in Christ? What are you made of? I can tell you this, most mature Christians, and I've been in Bonita Springs, which is a retirement area, and I've been around maybe an inordinate amount of mature Christians in the 42 years I've been here. And I've noticed most mature Christians, if I may say this figuratively like Jacob, they walk with a limp. What does that mean? Well, first it means they walk daily with some pain. It may not be their hip pain as a born-again believer. You may not have that same problem Jacob had, but you're going to have some daily pain. Uh, I know a person in our church, 26-year-old son, got in a motorcycle accident and died. They have daily pain in their heart and missing of their 26-year-old son now been dead for a while. I have another couple in our church just found out that their 50-year-old daughter died in an automobile accident and is gone, leaving a husband and some children. Who would have guessed that at 50 years old, a 50-year-old daughter would have died? But I can tell you this, from this point on, they're going to walk with a limp. They're going to have that daily pain in their heart in the absence of their daughter. I know many, many people who've had cancer. Some, it took their life eventually, but on the way to taking their life, there was daily pain, sometimes mental anguish with anxiety, not knowing the future, what's the cancer doing, where's it growing. But ultimately, what did all this do? It drove them to God. Jacob was driven to God. He was driven to trust in God and remember that day when he wrestled with God or with that angel and how he prevailed and how he said, I'm, I'm going to do what you want me to do. I'm, gonna, you're, I'm not going to let you go if you don't bless me. Oh, brother, this is an example of how we should pray. I'm not going to let God go unless you bless me. I'm not going to let God go unless you answer this prayer. I'm not going to quit praying for these lost relatives and lost moms and dads and lost children, wayward children. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I'm not going to quit on you, God. I'm I'm not going to let them go until I die. I've told people this. I'm going to pray for you until I die, and I have been. some. I've prayed for some folks over 50 years now, still praying for them that God would touch them and help them. They not live a useless life and not end up going before Jesus Christ and having no reward having all their works burn up because they had misemphasis in this life, emphasize the physical over the spiritual. Don't you be one of them. But I can tell you this, if you're going to be a mature Christian in Christ, you're going to walk with a limp. You're going to come across some daily pain. 
of these people that succeeded in the Bible, they didn't get bitter about it. Uh, David said, my sin is ever before me, even though he'd been forgiven and cleansed, and God said he forgave him, yet his sin was there. David had a daily pain in the memory of Bathsheba and the loss of the child and the shame of the nation and his personal shame. He had daily pain. And folks, I know we can't, why does God give us a memory of our bad things we did in our youth or the bad things we've done in life? It's because he wants you to remember, don't go back there. As you mature, you begin to realize uh, and begin to have consistency and not go back because you have that reminder that God gave you, whether it be a memory pain or whether it be a physical pain or emotional pain, God allows that pain to be with you as part of your maturity process so that you'll stick by the stuff and stay with God. I hope this helps you some. Just remember, mature Christians walk with a limp. Don't be surprised, young Christians, if God gives you something to cause you some daily pain. But don't get mad at him. Don't get bitter at him. Say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for helping me remember who I am and who you are. Remembering how long eternity is and how short this life is. Remembering that these things that are visible are going to be gone someday and the invisible will never be gone. Help me, Lord God, to have my priorities in the right place, to my weights in the right spot, and do the will of God. I hope this helps you some with some wisdom for your walk.